Hello, I'm Jen Taylor, host of the Design Your Wedding Business Podcast. I am letting you know that I have created a great quiz that will help you figure out which of the eight CEOs you need to be working on and the tasks that would benefit you the most. I hope you hop down to the show notes, click the link and take the quiz. I promise it's a quick two minute quiz. And I can't wait to see what your feedback is. Thank you. Hey, I'm Jen Taylor, and you're listening to Design Your Wedding Business. As a wedding business coach, I've made it my mission to help creative entrepreneurs build streamlined workflows, processes, and procedures so they can grow their business and spend time on what they love the most, their craft, their family, and their lives. I understand how you feel, and I know it may not be fun to put in the work to build a well-oiled machine, but luckily for you, that's what I love to do. On this podcast, I'm teaching you how to take the stress and chaos out of your business, remove the guesswork, and discover a clear, profitable path to sustainable growth. Let's get started. Hi, I'm Jen Taylor. Welcome to the Design Your Wedding Business podcast. Today is episode 22, and we're going to talk about tracking all of the things coming in and going out of your business financially. So as I said, this month is all about financials and getting into a routine and finding the people that you need to help you with the growth aspect of your strategic growth CFO hat. So one of my first business coaches asked me if I tracked my sales and how many sales calls, quote unquote, I needed to do to make what I wanted to make. When first starting, sometimes a spreadsheet of what's going in and going out is good. An expensive spreadsheet like that would be super easy to make. My sales tracker is still super easy. And then eventually you'll want to have a cash flow spreadsheet. And that combines the two. It will show you how much cash you have, you'll have after expenses. What's rolling over to the next month? So, in this episode, we're going to dig into more of these three areas. A sales tracker is really just what I say it's a sales tracker. It shows two different areas of tracking. One is an overall kind of year view, let's just say. And it shows me by month what my goal is for leads, how many leads did I actually get, and then how many did I book. And then underneath that, I have a sales goal. So I'm like, okay, this is how much I want to make monthly throughout January through December. And it just is a spreadsheet that shows all of that. I will put this in the notes, in the show notes, so you can see, and you can take this and make it your own. But it's really a great way to kind of track and to keep on top of it. Then by month, when I had a team of four planners, I actually listed every planner on here that was out there making sales or was talking or who booked what. It really was a great way for me to say, okay, this is who's booked and then make sure the calendar matched up with that. So there's three different areas, uh, three different sections of this spreadsheet. The first one is the lead. So when a lead comes in, I put it into here. What's their name? What are they looking for? Are they looking for, you know, as a wedding planner, I had three different options. So full service, mid, and wedding day management. And then when did they come in? What date was that? Was there a source? Was there somebody who referred me? Or was it from 
the knot or wedding wire or a venue, things like that. So that's, you know, you want to track that because those are things that are important to know for your marketing side of your visibility side. Where are you being visible? Where are they seeing you? And sometimes they'll just say, oh, I just Googled you. Great. Just put Google down. But, you know, you don't know what they Googled unless you really want to get into and really dig into asking them. And then the initial estimate, what package are they looking at? So then I put that dollar amount in and that money would be tracked. And then when was your last contact with them? So you have the initial date, but then when did you last communicate with them? It should be the same day. Then do you have a meeting with them? If so, when's the meeting date? From there, you send a proposal. What's the proposal date? From there, you want to reach out to them three times. So in my workflow, my workflow now still is I send a proposal. If I don't hear back from you, day three, you're going to get a note saying, hey, I'm just wondering if you have any questions, blah, blah, blah. Your proposal is good for seven days. At that point, I let them know. Then I reach out in seven days if I haven't heard back from them. Hey, it's day seven. What if you need to extend? Were you out of town? You know, like sometimes they're out of town. Sometimes they just lost. They'll send you an email back and say, oh, yes, just extend it for a couple more days. We were out of town, whatever. Okay, great. No problem. And then day 14, the last email goes out. Hey, I'm going to close this out. I'm going to assume you went another route. And if they come back to you at that point, oh, no, I, you know, then have another discussion. But let them know this is, you know, this contract is not an open-ended contract. You can't just reach out to me, you know, for a 2022, for a 2023 wedding that you'll never look at the proposal till six months down the road. No, this proposal is done. And then it, you're waiting and another, need another proposal that I'll send you a new one. And this count, this date, this tracker will start all over again. The next block down is close sales. So this is where you go through and I just copy and paste the thing down and that line down and say, okay, this is my, you know, they've closed. Yay. And I start tracking my total sales versus my monthly sales. And what's the difference between the two? So then you can say, okay, I'm going to have a monthly sales goal of $10,000. And I just booked, you know, to a $2,500, whatever. And you're like, Yay, I'm almost, I'm 25% there. So you can start seeing that and see where that is going. Then the last section is declined. I always tracked those as well, just in case somebody came back and I'm like, oh, I remember seeing their name back in January. I just copy and paste their information. And if it's the same stuff, then everything's the same. But the date, as I said, the tracker will start over again with new dates. So what I did with this and I still do is, you know, this is something I'll look at. I'm pretty much looking at it now for the end of this year and beginning of next. What do I want to, you know, who, how many sales leads do I need to get? And then I need to look at myself and look at my visibility side. I said, okay, where am I going to be visible so these people can reach out to me? And as each, you know, for me, I've got two, pretty much two different packages. And they're kind of marketed a little bit differently. So am I going to track them differently or am I going to just going to leave it all as one and that's that? Who knows? So I'm still working through that for, you know, finishing up this year, starting next year. And then I just fill it out. Every time I get an inquiry comes in, I go in there and I fill it out. I look at it. It becomes part of that way back where you're saying, this is how much money I want to make for this year. Your sales tracker should reflect that same dollar amount that you put out there to the universe that you wanted to make. So it's very basic. 
It has some formulas in it, mostly on when I fill out the proposal sent. It fills out day three, day seven, and day 14. So I know when I need to send those emails off to them. And those are automated, but I also like to make sure they're getting done at the same time. And then on the year view, there's the percentages are there to track actuals versus goals for both number of leads and then dollar amounts. So it's a fun way to kind of see your sales numbers grow. And when we implemented, this was a huge part of us being very successful in our business because we were actually tracking. So then expense tractor, event, expense tracker. There we go. I get so excited. That, you know, that is, if you have a bookkeeper that is in your QuickBooks or your Zero or whatever financial reporting tool you are using, mine's in QuickBooks. So I can see my expenses there. It's also, you know, it goes back to the last week's call, my balance sheet, my profit and loss, all of that. But if I want to get in details, then I can go and look at my expenses. Or, you know, back in the day, my husband had all that. I didn't. I just had an expense spreadsheet. And so I didn't have a lot of expenses. So it was really just what was coming in, what was going out, where I was spending the money. And then if I needed to reduce that, I can look at that and go, okay, I'm spending way too much on networking or parking or food, going out to Starbucks to meet clients all the time, things like that. You can just kind of just see what's going on. And then a cash flow spreadsheet. The term cash flow refers to the net amount of cash and cash equivalents being transferred in and out of a company. Cash received represents inflow while money spent represents outflow. So income versus expenses. Cash flow expense acts as a corporate checkbook that reconciles the income statement slash P&L versus the balance sheet. So it acts as the, you know, it looks at those two and becomes a bigger thing. It records the company's transactions, the inflows, the outflows during a given period, shows whether all the revenues booked on the income statement has been collected. So you may not have collected all the income. And this is a great way to do that because you're only getting, like for me, wedding planner, you guys were only getting a deposit, a retainer, or whatever you're wanting to call the money that is to reserve you. The rest of that is coming later. So you've got to make sure your cash flow can, you know, you're not saying, oh, I've just made $10,000 this month. No, you didn't. You made, you in sales, you said, yes, I did. But in actuality, you only made. $2,000 of that $10,000 sale. That $10,000 sale is going to be spread out. At least for me, it was. I spread that out throughout the time we were planning. So I would take 30% down as a retainer and then spread the rest of it over the time we were planning. And those monthly payments were due the first of each month. So my sales sheet didn't record that, but my cash flow did. So I knew when there'd be a line in there in the cash flow section that would have my client's name and each month that they were giving me money. And it would show across that. And then below that would be all my expenses. So then I'd go through and say, okay, these are all of my expenses for this month. Okay, where am I at? Am I negative or am I positive? Hopefully I'm always positive. And then at the end of the month, okay, this money rolls up to here and it should do the same in your bank account. And then you start all over again for the next month. So it's really about looking at you know, it does become a corporate checkbook type thing for the cash flow. So 
those are the reports that I have always looked at. Sales trackers, I still do. Expense is now in QuickBooks. Cash flow, I have not started getting back into cash flow just because I am kind of lean and mean on this right now. But I do know what's between the two reports, the balance sheet and the PL, I can see what's going on. So I don't sense I need a cash flow at this point. But eventually I may want to go back into that and look into that. But those are the three reports that we all should either look at in our business or have in our business. I hope you enjoyed listening to this podcast and I'll talk to you later. I hope you enjoyed today's episode of Design Your Wedding Business. If you love what you're learning each week, please let me know by leaving a rating and a review. And while you're there, don't forget to follow the show so you don't miss out on any new episodes. As always, you can head over to my website, jentaylorconsulting.com to check out all the links and resources from this episode in the show notes. I'll talk to you all next week. Bye.